Hey, be scientist. Before we get started with the show, I just wanted to let you know that if you hear this noise, then we just dropped a source that you can find in our show notes or on bside.org, the official website of B-Side. Now, get ready for Be Scientist. Welcome to the B Scientist Podcast, a podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute or B Side. And you have Jordan Chapman and the genius chemist herself, Jenna Carpenter. For the first time in months. For the first time in months. It's it's been a wild couple it months. It has been a while. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Glad to be alive and well. It's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been crazy. To say the very least. I think the last time we saw each other in person, I think it was, it had to be March. It had to be, something like that. And I I also remember being, you know, full of, of optimism mm-hmm. and um, happy about my overall outlook in the world. It, that, it was good. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, an interesting time. Yeah, Jenna. it's. Um, I don't know what that feels like. We are days. far from, from that. Yeah. I think. I don't know what that feels like anymore, honestly. Nope. Not, I, I not think, really the last time we saw each other we had recorded an episode and then we were I, I was really excited and i think you were excited because we were supposed to do an interview like mm-hmm. the week after that yep and then and then and then the world went nuts it did what what have you been up to since then well um since that time in the past mm-hmm. i have been uh more or less quarantining, obviously, right. uh, but I, I've been still working um, at the lab mm-hmm. here in Athens, the Center for Applied Isotope Studies, mm-hmm. uh, and we took that time to really kind of just do a deep dive into um, the core policies and, and lab procedures, and so we kind of updated that and revamped it, and and other than that, um, just kind of trying to stay updated with everything going on around the world you know, as, as cautiously as possible without going crazy. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to? I know you've been doing a lot. I mean, most of it's just been for B-side, to be honest. Um, one congrats on getting grad school. I think (laughs) I said that in our last episode, but I I mean, we're way closer now than we. Yeah. So it is official, I guess Mm -hmm. they still haven't, you know, gone in and made the correction to what i think was the wrong decision but i guess they (laughs) decided it was a great decision (laughs) on their part (laughs) so i guess they decided that i'll be going to grad school this fall no you decided Um, i I suppose i did (laughs) yeah so i'll be starting in the chemistry department here at uga go jenna so that'll be genius chemist herself (laughs) we'll see how it goes especially with the teaching component that i'm required to do um so they just got an they got amazing scientists and an amazing teacher yeah we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean that's great i haven't really been doing a whole lot (laughs) jenna's uh <laughs> sorry about that yeah jenna's cat was messing around because <laughs> we're recording in jenna's place right now yeah because we're basically like trying to we were recording at the plaza Epa studios but we're 
kind of shout out yeah shout out to mike marshall but like it's it's been crazy again because of covid so we're just trying to figure out ways we've like that's one thing we um i guess we did is that we got new sound stuff so you're hearing us on brand new mics so clear so clear so crisp <laughs> it's like sprite <laughs> yeah this is an advertisement uh <laughs> brought to you today's episode brought to you by sprite crisp and clear for this podcast we will wait on that uh on yes, that please. check please send us money Thank honestly you. please send us money. <laughs> please write we would love that i will rock a sprite shirt for at least a week if you send us twenty dollars honestly and if you feel in the bottom of your heart to give to us in general yeah we have a we, paypal we so, have paypal um hopefully that's also something i've been doing yeah um we are currently in the process of getting our 501c3 and we're so, so close. close i hope we're close i've been like basically checking the mail every day for like the last two weeks in hopes that it's that letter because if it's that letter you will know if, by the time you hear this episode you will know you will know if we are a 501c3 organization. You will Indeed. know. Jordan has put in a lot of work to make sure that this happens. And it would be great to be an official nonprofit organization. Yeah. Um, so, mean, it's, com- like, kudos to you. You've put in a lot of work into everything. I mean. Especially that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we've been, it's, it's been a lot of work on all fronts, honestly, because this podcast we by now if you're hearing this podcast we came out with a website so shout out shout out to kyle chandler our engineering officer um he looks amazing it's a good one i like the website a lot it's a great website and soon you could probably once we really make more episodes of this podcast if it's not already happened when you're listening to this you can listen to this podcast on the website so that's pretty dope that's exciting it's dope as Nope. I'm really excited. Also, we have an online resources page on the website that you can just check out to see other black science organizations and other science organizations in general, which I found really helpful because it's free. Yeah, I love free. Free is good. It's a great thing to be. <laughs> be scientist to... and be free. <laughs> All of that, yes. Right. Um, so honestly, that's that's been a lot of my COVID. I mean, that's been a lot of my quarantine. It's just been like, that I also went to a science communication workshop with CompSciCon um, through Zoom, which was it was supposed to be in Boston, but it obviously didn't happen. So we did it on Zoom instead, and it was a good time. Like, I appreciated it a lot. So shout out to CompSciCon for helping me. And now I feel, I feel like I could officially do science communication. I feel like I'm... You know, trying to get out there. Yeah. It's still new, honestly, but hey, you know, it's it's happening. Yeah, shout out to you for representing the organization. Yeah, appreciate and, it. You know, expanding your already extensive abilities. So yeah. <laughs> thanks. Indeed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's been most of my COVID. And it's, expanding the organization. We definitely did. <laughs> we definitely did. We got two new board members. We got Janae Claytis from the University of South Carolina. And to the people at University of South Carolina who might be hearing this podcast for the first time by Tom. Welcome. We start. Welcome to BSA. And thanks to our new secretary, Jenna, Janae. And then shout out to Teller for all the work she did, our previous secretary. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we also have Chad Singleton, our new science and communication officer, who has his own podcast called The Square Roundtable on, and I think you can find that on Spotify. So go listen to chat. Yeah. Please. So excited. So excited to have new board members and more ideas 
so many great ideas already coming out from both of them. So I'm just like really excited to see where we take everything. Oh it's yeah. Awesome. It's, it is crazy. Honestly, that like both of those things, or I guess three things. So we got two new board members and then basically um, a new chapter of Visa that happened in like a two week span. And yeah. it was just, <laughs> it was just a lot. It was like, Whoa, what's happening right now? Yeah. It was a lot of expansion and mm-hmm. I'm just really glad that even though times are really tough and like hard to understand that, you know, there's still a community that we can give back to and, you know, collaborate with. And it's so great to see so many people wanting to be involved. Right. I mean, and that's crazy too, because like, I honestly, like at the beginning of COVID, I was like, man, like the world is just, it's not looking good. But like halfway through it, like this summer, at least it was just like, whoa, like B-Side made some pretty big moves in the direction that I honestly was not expecting. And it's like, it's very nice to see that it, like these things are happening and that somehow, some way, even in the midst of like a global pandemic that, you know, people are still looking out for these things. Cause yeah, it's, it's been a tough summer on many different fronts. Right. I mean, right. in the middle of the quarantine, we'd had several deaths of um, unarmed black Americans and, that was that we went to a protest mm-hmm. we were there here in athens georgia yeah, yeah. which was good um and still that was a tough. lot to be done mm-hmm. you know and it's still a really tough thing to even process seeing you know just through media seeing mm-hmm. just blatant acts of what i Terrorism, i mean honestly. yeah let's just call it what it is you know <laughs> i mean because we're in georgia we are in georgia and ahmad arbery died in georgia he died i forget uh was it um What's what's the place the I'm trying to remember the name of the town that that happened in. We could look it up. We're going to yes. look it up because we're going to honor that. Indeed. But just in general, the fact that we have to, you know, even mm-hmm. have to justify the rights of black people to live. Yeah. Here <laughs> in general is. um troubling to say the least and uh because that happened over because uh, there were like because one black birders week happened right and right. that's a very much directed at scientists so i think we should definitely talk about that um black birders week happened um in response to the um, african-american male who was a birder who was walking in central park in new york and some white woman threatened to call the cops on him and he recorded that because she was saying he was threatening her dog, which he wasn't, and he wasn't threatening her either. And then that blew up on social media, like, oh, look at her being, a, a, which is a worked Karen. Which has been uh, coined officially mm-hmm. in, I think it was in Arizona. As a, really? I believe it, they, they've like officially coined that as a term, <laughs> in like a legal term. That's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, so if, if I'm... it's it's pretty crazy um oh wow that's wild yeah i don't know what to say that i did not know that until you just said it that happened and then ahmad happened some i think that happened like the same week i might be getting days mixed up in my head so excuse me and i'm sorry that i can't remember i'm looking it up right now where uh exactly his death occurred oh it was in glenn county glenn county georgia yes which is just it's it's just crazy and then, of course, Breonna Taylor. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when that happened, but I know all that happened 
within a span of a month. Yeah, and we're still waiting to see any justice if at all happen. Yeah. Um, for all of those cases, mm-hmm. because easily they can open a case but not make any movement and yeah. eventually close the case, you know, for reasons unknown to the general public. But right. um, especially when cops are involved mm-hmm. or people in high places or who know people in power, these things can easily get swept under the rug. So I think the fact that there are movements, are the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, working in every state it seems yeah of this nation and around the world you know continuing to say these names and continuing to shed light on these injustices is so important for change to happen right and i remember in the midst of those couple things and i guess and obviously george floyd's death was just the hardest one honestly and I don't mean to say that in like it was the hardest one to watch. I mean it was very hard to watch that video, but I just mean it in that it had the most impact in that sad death sparked what has basically been the second the second civil rights movement. And yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you that week when that was all going down and it pretty much sparked um those protests and then like display the amount of police brutality that occurs in the United States. That was a tough week, personally. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I cried that week. That was a tough day. I think I cried, like, the day before that protest. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. just, it was sad, honestly. Just watching and hearing all these stories about how there's tear gas being thrown at people who are just protesting peacefully, people getting hurt. It was stuff to watch. And it's... A lot of the things that we have been talking about or have been, I mean, we've been, you know, talking about a lot of stuff as an organization since we started, but that death pretty much sparked us to get back in the, like, we had, I mean, we we had been kind of like chilling out because of COVID and I was, oh, my call as the president, I was like, you know, we should just chill out and just let people, because I didn't want to put extra pressure on people because it's already a tough time mentally for people just staying in the house and quarantining all day and not doing things we usually do as humans. And so I was trying to kind of let you guys, you know, do your own thing. But then when that happened, I was like, I guess this is the call for us to really try to get back out there and do stuff and do more, honestly, because we're a young organization, but at the same time, I, we haven't really done, a whole lot and we've been trying to change that we were already trying to change that but this was definitely like the activation for us to play we well we just we got to take more risk now mm-hmm. or maybe not risk but just try to do more things that have true impact yeah so yeah i mean it's been tough yeah it's been a strange time for sure and i do appreciate you know i think we all kind of needed some time to just kind of take care of ourselves in such an uncertain time with so little data mm-hmm. um you know, provided to us in the very beginning. But yeah. definitely it was it it's hard to stay silent when you see, you know, blatant acts of, of violence against an entire people over and over again. You know, I think George Floyd George Floyd's death was definitely a catalyst. Yeah. And we can go into a whole other episode about yeah, we definitely could. you know, the the normalization of seeing black lives 
ended in public, yeah. you know, and circulated and, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. But, it's um, too much. It's... yeah, so I, I definitely think uh, speaking out and talking about it was important for us as an organization to mm. recognize that, you know, to be very clear, you know, we already are clear about where we stand as an organization. Right. We want to uplift minority voices, but in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it's important for people to know that we stand in solidarity. Yeah, for sure. Um, we did donate to the ACLU and Campaign Zero, um, and I would like us to donate more into those and collaborate more with those types of organizations because I think because it's not just in policing that we don't see enough representation. It's not just in it's everywhere. Like there's not enough representation in the sciences. And that has been the strange upside is that it has brought attention to a lot of those inequities that we see across the board. And I do. And, and that's I mean, again, that's why Black Birders, Birders Week happened in response to that Karen in New York. Which, by the way, I did look it up, and it's in San Francisco, not Arizona, mm. my apologies, where they introduced the Karen Act to stop racially mm. biased 911 calls. Right. So it's now an official coined term uh, in San Francisco, at least. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's a crazy time that we live in, that we even have to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> but, just crazy. Yeah. And then Black Birders Week happened. And I, there were happening some other hashtags like Blackbird is Week, uh, Black and Noros, another one I saw recently. Black Stem. Black Stem, mm -hmm. I think is one. I think that one's been around for a while. Right. But I think there was this shut down Stem one mm -hmm. that happened like in the, the summer too. And also, the, and a, a lot of those were just in response to that crazy, ridiculous week. Because it's almost been like, and I mean, I'm sure I saw this on Twitter, and uh, um, excuse me for not uh, giving it to the proper source for that, but like, black people are basically going through pan two pandemics right now because we're going through the continuous one of police brutality but then we're also going through covid because that's been disproportionately affecting black and minority communities um so i think you were saying earlier before we recorded that you had a couple things on that yeah so um actually anyone can access this information by the way uh and feel free to correct us anywhere that we are yeah, falling short but the cdc had released their own article on the uh, inequity in minority populations, uh, especially in the United States, that are heavily influenced by this COVID pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and they report uh, just through data-based collecting that, you know, minority groups are the most affected right now. And that, especially with um, aspects of health, uh, discrimination in general in uh, healthcare, occupational uh, disparities, mm -hmm. educational income and wealth gaps. These are all things that affect minority populations anywhere in this nation. And so they right. report on how this is an actual thing uh, an that actual is thing. actually happening to people. And uh, because of that, you know, it's causing an extra sense of urgency and concern for these populations because how are they going to fight this disease when they're already when there are already systems of injustice that reminds me of our um i don't know if it's going to be up by the time we post this one but we recorded 
an episode based off of conspiracy theories and misinformation basically and that's been one of the things that during covid that it's been i would say has taken a toll on my mental health is just looking at that and being really frustrated about the amount that started at the beginning i mean beast i made a post about how covid was a real thing at the beginning on our social media accounts but the continuous conspiracy theories about that because it's one of those things where it's like you can't be at least personally for me it's like i can't be upset that they're happening like the conspiracy theories because again like the systems of inequity that we talked about on that episode and to briefly just explain it again it's like you know there's been a history of bad science in general that has per affected those same communities so for and then when you look at police brutality as a system that's that's based off of that it represents the state and how it wants to control those populations and it's understandable to see that people are suspicious of authority right now especially when you know we're not and we we won't say names because we're a nonprofit, but <laughs> it's it's very hard to see bad science happening and people just making stuff up about different things and when we say bad science it's like these are people who are directly trying yeah. to exacerbate information mm -hmm. uh that it's just not true it's not true and it and it negatively influences everyone including the people that they are doing this bad science on you know now i'm thinking about, we probably say names but i mean we <laughs> we I, I but i feel like everyone knows who we're talking about at this point and i don't want to say names just because i don't want to give people that power honestly they shouldn't have in the first place which okay. reminds me to say hey listen we're in august right now so we're recording november is right around the corner and if you're gonna plan to send in an absentee ballot Please. i highly encourage you to do it before october 11th just because there have been rumors of mm -hmm. a slowdown in the usps uh mm. postal service is what i'm referring to the system uh having a, a major slowdown around that time yep. so if that is your mode of um of uh, exercising your right to vote in this country, I highly suggest you do that in a timely manner. Uh, also, in the in Georgia, there's a runoff primary on August 11th next week, mm. um, and so it's really it's really important for us to be on top of these things because this is where our voice counts. And you know, even though <laughs> certain names that shall not be named, yeah, we won't say his name. <laughs> um, it is it's difficult to to stay focused on those things but it's yeah. important yeah and to the people back in pennsylvania um, we were we're a big swing state and we swung red during the last election and hey if that's your political party that's fine but if you would like to see true change um you know just make sure you get out and vote and make sure like you do the absentee i know i'm doing absentee in probably because i'm still registered as a voter in philadelphia and pennsylvania so i'm going to be i i did one for our primary I guess that was in April, and I'll be doing it again for the November election. So, and I encourage everyone who listens to this podcast to look up your local, county, state, and any other thing you need to do just to make sure that you can vote and you're registered. And please do that as soon as possible because um, with all the things that are happening right now, a lot of this could be prevented if, or I won't say prevented, but, you know, we could make true progress by just using your voice. So, please do that. Yeah, I mean that's that's very morbid and yeah, it's a it's a sad talking point that we unfortunately have to acknowledge yeah. and and discuss. And another one that's kind of in the news right now that's still science related is the explosion in Beirut. 
Yeah, Beirut, Lebanon. Mm. Yeah, um, it is an uh, honestly a tragic mm-hmm. occurrence, and I it, it and it's in a state where um, COVID and their economic crisis is already exacerbated, um, which is another thing that I can look up and and give you more information about, but um, more specifically just regarding uh, the incident. Um, Just to to give you like a chemical understanding of what happened is that uh, these were uh, a few thousand metric tons of uh, ammonium nitrate that were stored uh, off the coast of Beirut, Mm -hmm. uh, which were stored there since 2013. The cause of this explosion was apparently negligence. Mm. And I know that they're still looking into it, but more specifically, um, the result of the explosion was that you could see in the video, if if you've seen the video and can stomach seeing that, um, you see this plume of orangish smoke that happens before the explosion. And that smoke is an indicator a color indicator of um, of ammonium nitrate uh, or the byproduct of some of its component byproducts. Uh, and like but the decomposition, of right? Okay. So the in a in a closed system, if the decomposition of ammonium nitrate happened, you would have uh, water, uh, some dye, nitrogen, oxygen, and in some cases nitric uh, or nitrate. Okay. And yeah. so, um, basically, it's not in a clean system, and it's not in a closed system. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's an exothermic reaction, right. which causes heat and energy, of course, to be released. And so, um, as a result of that, uh, it was a high pressure with a low pressure um, being the surrounding environment, mm-hmm. causing this really intense supersonic detonation. Of the explosion. Yep. And so seeing that happen was really um, awful and it could have been avoided. Uh, I think, yeah. I hope, or at least in this case, we can now say that this should be something that should never happen again. Yeah. I mean, it's thinking about like just the way, you know, when you work in a lab and I'm, you definitely know, but when you need to do all the right to know trainings and things like that to like the lab safety trainings and like this is a perfect example of like what can go wrong if people don't do what they need to do like i'm sure you i'm sure what happened was i i don't know but you know you leave something that's not supposed to be once in one spot for either if it's too long or if it's not supposed to be there and it's not supposed to be in contact with some other substance then unfortunately sometimes you get something like this that happens and it's not good you know it just means that people need to be a little bit more careful with stuff and especially if it's lives are on the line just you know take those precautions and i think the fact that it was just in such close proximity to a highly populated area it's just it's already a bad situation Mm -hmm. for them and um you know the death toll for them is rising on top of covid19 cases and you know, thousands of people were injured from just the blowout of this uh, explosion. And so um, the, the the crazy thing about um, that, too, is that um, so there's a process called the Heber process, process, which is 
a very interesting chemical process that produces fertilizer. But that's the thing about um, ammonium nitrate. It's that though I think I believe that in this explosion, those repellents that were supposed to be used for fertilizer. Right. Yeah. And there's a very interesting history behind about behind that chemical process that came to be um, essentially in the 20s around that time there was this physics physical scientist named Fritz Fritz Herber and he was a German scientist and World War One had just happened there were some famines going on and they were looking for a more efficient way to make fertilizer and to feed you know millions and millions of people because his process did eventually do that by creating a way to make that fertilizer and it was successful but again he was a german scientist and he also produced what became chemicals of war and in fact i think i forget the name of the u.n resolution that came out because of these that that we were recognized the world was recognizing that this knowledge could be used to do very very harmful things i think um in one of his first attacks using this um chemical I forget what it was, but it's an ammonium-like chemical. Um, He killed, like, several thousand people on both sides. And I remember there was a quote in this book that I was reading about this specifically called um, Pandora's Lab, The Seven seven Deadly Science Experiments Gone Wrong. And he was saying that uh, there was a quote in the book that went something like, uh, it was a bad something something like it was a bad day for science but like a good day for germany or something like that and it was just like that's very dangerous and that's one of the one thing that i think about a lot as a scientist is like being an ethical scientist especially thinking about like the histories of like the inequities we were just referring to a few moments ago but being very transparent and not using science to do wrong in that way because on the one hand his fertilizer process created what has been helping to sustain the world's population for decades now but on the other hand he himself being so tied to his country um decided to help make these very dangerous weapons and turns out he was actually jewish so when 1945 came along and world war ii started happening um he was basically being like forced to leave his position yes he had a high ranking like position as a scientist and he basically hitler is basically just like you know we're not going to make these exceptions for you know jewish people anymore and he, he left germany and then died like a year or two after that and it's just sad to see like is, is I, th- I that's reading that book brought a lot of light to different things in science that um have really complicated histories yeah it's kind of crazy how a lot of these scientists do start out with having these really innovative uh, ideas and concepts come about and mm-hmm. then to only have them, you know, uh, ostracized by political gain. Yeah. Uh, it's really disgusting. And I hate seeing that over and over in history. Right. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's, it is tainted all over history. The, Cause I mean, it, it is, it's knowledge at the end of the day and that's a resource to, and if you have people working on these things that, other people don't have and it can get out of hand sometimes um you were also telling me about this labware company yes so um i got this article from cnn uh news 
uh, not C N N, but C and N E N. Right, right. <laughs> uh, chemistry and engineering news, and um, there is a company that is working to develop um, a more inclusive lab coat or lab wear, and it raises a discussion about inclusivity in the chemistry, or well, in in science in general. Yeah. But um, they're working to create a lab coat that basically acts as a head covering as well as a lab coat so it's all one so instead of having someone who might wear a head covering for cultural or religious reasons they it's really hard to find the right material that is safe for you to wear in a lab setting um especially with you know lab fires or chemical contamination right and so uh, and i'm gonna butcher this name and i really do apologize but uh, Bo Wangtru Kuldi, the founder of the company Armsui, uh, is helping to develop new labware uh, that is inclusive to yeah. people who do wear head coverings, which I think is awesome, especially just because I think labware in general needs a revamp anyway, just yeah. because it it's something that was originally designed by men mm-hmm. and white men at that. And right. so... It's not really inclusive of maybe a female presenting body. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's it's a great way to kind of... Help bring it along. Yeah. Especially since the science, you would expect it. You would hope right. that science would have foreseen a problem like this. But that's the thing about science. That's the thing about scientists, I guess, versus science. Like the process of science is supposed to be unbiased, but scientists are biased. So if you have just a certain type of person working on a thing, then it's going to be made, maybe not intentionally, but with those biases. And that can that can cause these uncomfortable things happening and somewhat dangerous things if it's going to contribute to, like you were just saying, like a lab fire or something like that, if you're not right. just taking those things into account. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad to... Uh, to even be able to spark this discussion about being more inclusive in in all science aspects mm-hmm. uh, and beyond that. And so I was really excited to see that. And right. especially since women do make up a large por- portion of science in general, but are often overlooked in their contributions to science. Mm-hmm. And so... I think we should continue to make strides to uh, find ways to be more inclusive. Right. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that's what should happen. That's what my, why b is supposed to be here, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah. So, some of the things I've been looking at recently, I mean, I, I saw this a while ago, but I found this a really interesting concept because I'm like one of the... I guess scientific concepts I'm really interested in is this idea of like colonizing space. Cause I do think it's a fascinating idea, but there is an article in this like online news magazine. The magazine is called the outline. The title of the article was the racist language of space exploration. And it has this kind of zinger that goes the language of colonial colonialism is infecting outer space. Thanks to dominance by rich white businessmen and politicians. And basically, it kind of goes through this outline of how these new efforts to go to Mars have started and how that presents 
this idea and I'm going to sneeze in a second. I'm trying <laughs> to fight it. <laughs> I'm really trying to fight it. We can edit it out. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm really trying to fight it. But um, like basically it kind of goes through an outline of how Trump, um, when he got into the White House, started talking about he wanted Space Force and he wanted to push the bar for NASA to go to Mars. And it goes through how bad language that we use say oh we're going to colonize space we got to get these forces out in space we got to get the military out in space it's going to be very similar to the way we colonize like we not we necessarily but how white european countries colonize the rest of the world and it's not hard to see how that's very similar if science for example isn't super diverse then it's not hard to imagine that there's going to be mostly you know, white scientists contributing to those missions. It's not hard to imagine that when space tourism could come around, whenever that happens, that it's not hard to imagine it'll be super expensive and that the people who are going to have that wealth will be those same white businessmen. And it proliferates that whole thing over again. And then it becomes like, well, you know, I can go to Mars because I have the money and I have the income, so I'm just going to live here now. And then, you know, you have essentially a colony of those same people and it's like well i'm and i'm sure uh, as time goes on it'll become cheaper and minority communities will have that access too but it's very interesting to think about how these bars are being pushed and how because of these systems of inequity that we could do the same thing again even if again we're not necessarily meaning to but it happens regardless because those systems we're we're not and we're not dealing with those systems so it's be very interesting to see how that plays out, especially since we're still seeing that really start happening. Because, like, for example, um, just this summer, a couple of weeks ago, um, Elon Musk and NASA, you know, launched Crew SpaceX. Dra- SpaceX. Oh, well. Uh, but I think the mission was named Crew Dragon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that launched, and that was the first commercial space flight. And I think they just came back. You were saying earlier this week or maybe like late last week. Yeah, I think it was on, on Monday okay. that they made it back to Earth safely. Right. So they splashed down sometime in the last few days. And then we're hearing, then I, I think this for sure happened last week, but I think last Thursday, Mars Perseverance um, rover went up. And I don't, I think it gets to Mars in January or February. I don't remember exactly when, but so we're making huge strides to do that. And I think for, the purposes of scientists that we should be doing that i think we should be looking to see what else is out there and i think we should be trying to see what mars is like i, I think we should do be, be doing all that planetary exploration stuff and i think we should be exploring those things and pushing the boundaries of science but at the same time i do think i think that article makes a good point that we need to reflect on how we're doing it the ethics of the it ethics of it yeah yeah but yeah jenna i mean it's been crazy it has been crazy and it's been hard to keep up with everything with changing headlines every every minute it feels like but i'm just glad that we can we got to reconnect yeah come back and you know i i I think it's we're headed in the right direction at least for for our our organization Mm -hmm. to you know be a community um Mm -hmm. a front for the community you know so it's do you so 
for the people listening to this podcast, this is, I guess, I'm not even sure the number of this episode we're recording right now. Yeah. But <laughs> but we are trying a new format. So this is kind of like the testing ground for it. And is that, did you feel comfortable with this? Cause what, mm-hmm. And I asked because before we were trying to do deep dives, basically, into specific topics and give you guys, like, detailed source lists and get really into the history and background of, like, specific topics. But part of the reason that it's it's been taking us so long to produce this is because we just get busy yeah it's there was a lot going on for a minute and i mean on both sides i mean yeah i've been in grad school for two years now and uh we've been trying to do this for almost a year now it's almost i'm yeah. pretty sure we're close to like whatever the first day we were like oh let's record i mm-hmm. think we're like right around that time yeah and it's been a lot over the last year besides covid yeah because that's somewhat new and it's we've just been busy since honestly and it's been hard to keep up with when there's not great uh, leadership to provide that information so trying to find deeper details into it Mm -hmm. um has taken longer and uh just being cautious in general i think these things just take time yeah i mean it's been Hard for like information purposes and scouring the like internet for stuff and i mean there are a lot of open source stuff to be honest but it and the cdc continues to be like one of the best places to get information yeah. about this kind of stuff though though so, yeah i mean now <laughs> not for long apparently all the information needs to go straight to the white house which is a terrible idea which is another uh great um way to emphasize that uh elections are right around the corner (laughs) and if you want your voice to be heard which i do yes if you're on the fence know that we both want your voice to be heard and that you should go out and vote in any capacity that you can yeah um but please leave us comments because we really do want this podcast to be successful and we but we want to give you guys regular episodes on a constant basis and good content and quality content and but it does require a lot of work and unfortunately like we're a really small team i think i mean there are six board members for b-side which is an expansion like you were saying earlier but it's still a small team just like like, sometimes i'll listen to other podcasts and i'm like oh you know editor this and and, you know producer this and and i'm and I'm not saying that to make fun of those podcasts. I'm saying it because I'm jealous. And it's like, yeah. damn, it's just like, wow, that's a lot of people working on that. Yes. And it takes a lot of people to produce like these really super high level, like right. everyone's heard of them. Like, it, let's just use NPR for an example. Yeah. You know, there's a team of people exactly. to create that content. And I think we're doing good. I think we yeah. are. And I, there's definitely room for improvement, but we're mm-hmm. we're working on it, working you know. It. Yeah, I think this will. I think I, I'm hoping that you know we just put in a grant actually for more um, one money, but a lot of that money would go towards different um, video and also in audio stuff. Um, the audio stuff would go towards helping making B scientists a very successful podcast, obviously. But yeah, we're hoping to maybe do some video stuff. Um, it's gonna be interesting journey for that because learning how to make a podcast requires learning how to do audio, and that's been a very interesting journey. Very interesting indeed. <laughs> some I would imagine that we would go through a lot of the same like growing pains 
for for video, if not more, because <laughs> then it's going to be audio and then capturing the video, and it's going to be like, well, you know. So Jordan probably forgot to push record. <laughs> so like, what are we going to do about <laughs> now? <laughs> But yeah, no, and it's also, you know, we want feedback too from, mm. from our listeners and from just our general audience for the organization. So it's, it's some gr- some good growing pains. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you want to donate to the podcast or any if you want to donate to the podcast, um, you could go to Patreon. You could donate on PayPal, backslash to b on both of those things and like I said, we have a website now, so if you go to our website, yeah. you can see that. Please check it out, if nothing else, just to look at how beautiful it looks. And the website is b-si.org, so b-si.org. And if you want to leave some feedback in the contact us form, you can do that. We'll get back to you. Um, it might take like a day or two, but we'll get back to you. Or you can email at contact us at the bside.org directly. Um, and of course, please follow us on social media. We're on, I mean, we're kind of on TikTok now. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's going to be exciting though, right. to build that, I think. Have you seen Bill Nas TikTok? I, I've heard TikTok? of it. I don't have TikTok okay. actually. I'm one of those in between millennials that don't have a TikTok, but I love the platform. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great platform. And I, I've seen a couple TikToks, especially like using them as a social justice mm-hmm. platform, right. I think is amazing. And, yeah. Um, I follow You're Doing Great on on Instagram. They have pretty, pretty radical ideas. So be gentle <laughs> if you are into that. But um, yeah, I think it's a great. I never heard of that before. Yeah, I'll I'll show you after we finish recording. But um, yeah, I think that's great for Bsi. Yeah, we can get a lot of information out. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I don't really have too much else to talk about. It's just honestly, it is just nice to like not be in the house. Yeah, (laughs) it's good to catch up and like commune together and uh, just kind of give you guys an update on where where we've been and how we've been surviving. We're trying. We're gonna we're gonna make this good for you guys. Yes. We are looking forward to you getting to know us more and hopefully we can get our new science and communication officer, Chad Singleton, involved in this podcast too. And if that happened and I think I it'd be good to get as many people on the board as possible, but you know, people have even though they're on the board they have busy lives, but it'd be nice. And then we're hoping to give you hopefully a with everyone doing Zoom interviews, we'll get into that too, and we can give you some more dives into that. So many people that we want to interview. Oh, man, so, so many. many we'll, but we'll, we're trying. We really are. Um, we'll but, get there. Yeah, I guess that's the biggest change from now on is that you probably, we if you've listened to our first two to three episodes and you've getting, gotten to this, and it's not even, we were hoping to produce 10 episodes for the first season. If we're, if we're even doing seasons anymore at this, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Who knows at this point? What is time? We're just trying to make a good podcast for you guys. But like, basically, what we're saying is that um, the format's going to change a little bit, and you might not get the same deep dives that you got for the first two episodes. But we're going to try to keep doing that. Um, it just will be a lot more spread out and work better for our schedule that way. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's wrap it up. You know, it's been great making a podcast with you, Jenna. You too, man. Yeah. <laughs> and to you guys listening, hey, you know, don't forget to be scientists. Um, so we're out here. All right. Be safe. <laughs>
B Scientist is a podcast produced by the Black Science Coalition Institute. Or B Side. Hosts and producers are Jenna Carpenter and Jordan Chapman. Special thanks to Michael Mike Castor Marshall and the Plaza Epi Studios. Intro and outro beat produced by Della Rillo. If you would like to donate to B Side, visit us on bside.org or donate to our PayPal at paypal.me backslash the B Side. Thanks for listening to B Scientist.